Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 135. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to squeeze some diamonds out of shit while we review C19. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to review the latest offering from the Commander product yearly that comes out from WotC. But before we do any of that, we're going to have to thank our official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. First of a two-parter. Yes. As we have been doing, we're going to look at the legendary creatures and what we think about them. The new Commanders, as it were, from the set in this episode. And then tomorrow, we're going to take a look at the set in general, some of the new cards, some of the reprints, what we're excited about, what we're not excited about, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, very much so. Review maybe uh, the product as a whole. Like I don't, I don't think we're going to talk about like the pre cons themselves. Or you play them just pre con because like we don't ever do that. No, but we can go like doing a two parter lets us go a little bit deeper on the legendary creature, and then it gives us a little bit more time to talk about like individual cards in the deck tomorrow. Yes, very much so. There are a few that I'm. Actually pretty pumped about. At first, like when I was doing my reading and looking and stuff for gearing up for this episode, initially I was kind of like, I don't know if I like this. This is... And I even felt like I was I was justified in saying that maybe they're pushing me towards Brawl because I'm kind of thinking, uh-huh. am I even going to get these? Well, you, you can't play a bunch of these in Brawl because they're not standard legal. That's true, but maybe I'll just buy all the Brawl pre-cons because we already know that the two cards that they've spoiled from that are effing amazing. Yeah, are like better than any of the ones in here, sort of. Yeah. So there, there are certainly some some crazy powerful things that were printed in C19 and some, uh, I'll say some needed reprints. You like one of the commandies. Yes, that, I do. Uh, just, just for scarcity and whatever was like worth north of 10 bucks. Yeah, I didn't even know he was a zombie, so we can go into a deck that I'm going to yeah. bring so with me to Vegas. We'll to get fun. to that in a sec. First, we have got uh, a couple quick things we got to talk about. Some business, as it were. Business. Um, some patron thank yous. Uh, business in that, like, we're going to be in Vegas and we just want to tell everybody that we're going to be jamming games. <laughs> yeah, we're jamming games all weekend in Vegas. We're going to be at... Rebenda Dick Charles and Esheds wedding. <laughs> Rebenda Dick Charles <laughs> is that her, is that her name? Um, That's what I'm calling. Re, no, her. it was um, Rebenda Dick Hindlick. Rebenda Dick Hindlick. That's yes. even better. Yeah, very We're, excellent. That's, that, that's Friday at noon. There's a wedding that we're going to go to. Yeah, you're all invited as well. Very much. You, yeah, we're we're inviting people on her behalf. Hell yeah, we are. There are going to be other content creators there. Everybody who's doing the Vegas rotisserie draft with us. So the Commander Social guys, the CMDR Central guys, and then Dan Krause and Ginger Joe, two avid listeners of all of the podcasts that I just mentioned. Um, and all around scumbags, F you both. Oh yeah, they're total scumbags and I wish them the worst. So that's going to be totally fun. Friday at noon, there's the commandy party that was sold out for Brando, but I'll be twice. there. Twice. Oh! King twice. Dude, F you Smitty's coming with us now. Yeah! So I'm sure that F you Joel and Smitty and Brando and the rest of... Whoever else isn't going to the commander party will be available on Friday night for games and stuff. For games or drinks or hanging out or whatever you do in Vegas. I don't even know what you do in Vegas. You pretty much nailed it. Drinks and hanging out. Yep. Because <laughs> so, everything else is too much money. If anybody's into doing any of that stuff, uh, find me. Yeah, at CCO Brando on Twitter. And, of course, I am at CCO Podcast. You can follow us there to maybe get updates. Maybe we'll tweet out where we're at or whatever, right? Yeah, my plan is to kind of, I'm going to try and do a little bit more social media this time to kind of keep people up to 
speed with what we're doing. Yeah. But I'm not super great at it. So I'm going to do Learn my best. as you go. You know, we yeah. wing it on CCO Nation more often than people think. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so tons of fun in Vegas. Can't, can't wait. We were talking on the pre-show that I got to either like get up super early because part two of this set review is the same, goes up like the same morning that we're leaving. So I'm probably just going to upload at the airport at eight in the morning while I'm drinking in the airport lounge. Yeah. That's what we did last year. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're flying on the same flight. Yes, we are. We go through Calgary. So if anybody's flying from Calgary to Vegas on, oh God, I wish I had the flight number. I do on my phone, but you know what? If anybody's flying and are, are arriving in Vegas at 4 p.m. Vegas time, we're probably going to be on the same flight. Maybe fun. we can jam games in the airport. Ooh. Airport magic is... Um, it's a thing. Yeah, it takes, takes away some of the... Um, Waiting at the airport, yeah, for yeah. for four hours or whatever our layover is. Yeah, Ryan has been a, a much more frequent flyer than me, so I actually kind of enjoy the whole airport experience. I like customs and the little X-ray you machines. Sh- you shut your mouth. And I get I'm gonna like, stick your head in that X-ray machine. And I get freaking frisked all the time. Ooh. So it's like whatever. It's like I get the whole experience. Is <laughs> is that a floppy microphone in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Like, no, that's my wiener. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, final couple things. Yeah. Final couple things. We've got a few patron shoutouts here. We do. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. That's us. New patron sign up gift for the arc of beating wholesale ass in Vegas, which these two episodes are a part of. New Modern Horizons art card, signed and or defaced. By us. By your boys at CCO. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I got the bug now. I made a new uh, token out of an old token and a marker. So oh, now oh you got the bug, like you, you, yeah. you've got the knack for yeah. defacing tokens and, and art cards. Yeah, dude, I'm like super into it now. It's like my new thing. Yeah, very much so. And of course, CCO sticker goes out with all of those, so you can rep CCO Nation on your deck box or whatever. Yeah. So new patrons get that. We have a $25, um, what are we calling it? Store credit Store voucher? Credit. From face-to-face games. How do people win this? Mm, we haven't really discussed any of that kind of stuff on the show for the last couple of weeks. So let's just keep it simple. If you go down to YouTube and you like or share or subscribe, interact with our videos there. Or if you go over to face2facegames.com, leave a comment on one of our videos, let them know that Brando and Ryan sent you. One of the we, podcasts. One of the we podcasts. don't have videos there, but one of the podcast episodes there, for sure. We'll get you entered in to win that. Just make sure that you have a face-to-face games account. And uh, we'll get you hooked up with $25 free dollars worth of Magic cards and or accessories. Yeah, very much so. And you do have to have an account there. You did say that, right? So yep. lots of people from like the land of the free or whatever, you you would have to ship from face-to-face games in Canada. But you just make an account there. Their prices are good. We've got some of their prices queued up here to talk about on uh, tomorrow's like the rest, the best of the rest show. Yeah. I found that when face-to-face has a sale... This is me selling them. Oh, yeah. Usually when they have a sale, what they do is they just make the cards the American prices, but they're in Canadian dollars. Oh. So. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. Yeah, it's a really cool thing for us and for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat. Yeah. I, yeah, I never kind of put that together, but yeah, that makes sense because then they just get all the American people saying, hey, yeah, that's actually, I don't have to pay 87,000 times more money like yeah. can- Canadians do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last quick thing here. You had mentioned YouTube stuff. We've got a couple new Canned Cookout videos. They're super fun for us to do. One of our patron benefits is you ask us what to do. Or you ask us, 
a question, ask us anything. I kind of didn't want to call it that, but we can call it that. We can call it that. If you have something that you want us to discuss and just kind of like very casually pick each other's brain about for the YouTube channel, let us know. That's one of the patron benefits. You get access at a certain level in our Discord, and you can kind of steer our ship, drive our content. Yeah. Um, point our. I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you can direct a laser <laughs> from space. It's cool. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to make a wiener joke. I made a laser from space joke instead. Classy. Very, yeah, very very much more classy than what I was going to say. <laughs> what else? Should we should we do some creech? No, we should probably give those patrons shout-outs that we talked about. There's four of them. Yes, there are four. First shout-out. And I've asked I've asked Rebenda Dick Hindlick how to say it and I've asked the dude how to say his name. I still don't know how to say it. Okay. But I don't really know how to say anybody's name, so I'm just going to whatever. Ished Ben Abraham? Avraham? Ished. Ished. He's marrying Rebecca Hendedick. Behenda, whatever. What do we call her? <laughs> Rebenda Dick Hindlick. They're getting married. <laughs> so what do we, do we call him like Ished Bendedick? No, it's Ished Hindlick. Because I assume that. Yeah. Yeah. He's taking her name. <laughs> That's right. Because <yeah. laughs> he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they no. can hyphen it. I don't know. They can call it. He's already got a hyphen name. He hyphens it again? Yeah. Triple hyphen. Triple hyphen. He shed... Oh, he already has Ben in his last name. Ben Bendedick? Hindlick? Abraham. Yes. Wow. I'm never going to remember that, but uh, Ished, thank you very much. Yeah. We chat lots, like just over Messenger or whatever. He uh, he he frequents the, the CCO Facebook auctions lots. Is he legit? Uh, I think so. Okay, cool. I mean, I I mean, he he might not. Yeah, be. I guess he's he part might of be a total serial murderer, but no, nah, he's probably cool. He's part of he's part of the best community in EDH. He is part of the nation, yeah, for sure. So he's got to not be all bad. Yeah, he's probably gonna, a scumbag just like the rest of us. We're gonna but. meet him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we're all, we're all scumbags. <laughs> Next, uh, Ishad, thank you. Next shout out, Morgan Rogers. Morgan Rogers. That's kind of a normal name. Is it two first names? Or is Ro- I think Rogers is in... No, there's nobody's named Roger anymore, hey? Not really. My cousin's mm-hmm. uncle, like, on the other side of the family, his name's Rogers. Rogers. That's weird. Okay, I got it, I got it. Maybe pseudo-celebrity sibling again. Mr. Rogers? Uh, I was going to say Aaron Rogers of the uh, Green Bay Packers. Well, I like Mr. Rogers. Better, that guy's... Oh, yeah, either guy's, way. That guy's hard yeah, as fuck, m- dude. Maybe Mr. Rogers and Aaron Rogers are also brothers. They might be. And this is the this is the long lost third brother or sister Morgan. I don't know if you're a brother or a sister, I'm sorry. But uh we're gonna call you pseudo celebrity Morgan Rogers. Yes. Pseudo celebrity sibling. That, I like that, that works. Yeah, I like that. Big thank you. Yep. Next shout out. Okay. Brody McKell. Michael, but like the the European ish way. Brody huh. McKell. What about Brohim Michelle? I always like a good Brohim reference yeah i like saying that that's a good word and uh michelle brohim michelle thank you very much welcome aboard last shout out josh ersenbach 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 am i saying that right josh erzablock josh erzablock yeah broken as all sin there it is (laughs) josh erzablock broken as all sin i love it Big thank you to you guys. I don't know why you want us to butcher your names and make fun of you on air, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Big thank you. It really does. Uh, really does help out. It does. Welcome aboard, everyone. Now, 
Is there any other housekeeping we have to take care of before we... I don't think so. I'm so hungover and I stink. I didn't shower today. Yeah, I kind of smell bad too. I drank four liters of beer out of a pitcher last night, like after I pre-drank at my house. Oh man, I had a beer on my way to the wedding, then a beer at the wedding, then three beers after the wedding, then like six beers at the wedding. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we got to take better care of ourselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm just going to, if there's beer, I'm going to drink it. Is it hot out? Yeah. Is it cold out? Yeah. Does beer help with both of those things? Definitely. Yes, it does. 100% it does. For sure. Okay. Creech? Creech. Who are we starting with? Should we just go in alphabetical order or should we go in reverse alphabetical order? Let's go... Let's do let's do alphabetical. That's like the functional equivalent of missionary instead of doggy style. We're, I just made that up. We're you, doing you the T-Rex. Me, we're starting at the bottom. Okay, you gave me the look like <laughs> like you I said something that offended you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the bottom we have Zatalpa Primal Dawn. That's a reprint. It's not even new. D- did it's we fine. did we need this reprint? I guess that's a No. D- oh. No. I don't own that card. It's, Was it expensive? It's, no, it's 2 bucks. Oh. It's pr- it's probably the least exciting of the Five legendary dinosaurs. Still cool. It's a. I've five. lost to that card. It's a five-eight flying double strike vigilance trample indestructible for eight. It's not bad. I lost to that card in a Audric Lunark Marshall, the one that gives all your dudes all the abilities of all the dudes you have. Oh yeah, that'll. So they everything turned into a Zatalpa. That'll get you there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he's a good card. He's just he's not Nezahal. He's not Atali. He's not Gishath. Right. He's. Are those the good ones? Gish, uh, which one's not, Gish, not Gishath. Gish, Yeah, Gishath is Galta's run. Galta's the twelve twelve. Gishath is like the dinosaur kind of king. And then Zakama's the broken combo one. Atali's the one that Atali's steals the your, red one. That steals your opponent's stuff. Zakama's the one that or Nazahal, sorry, is the one that draws you a bunch of extra cards. And then the black one No, yeah, the, the red or the sorry, the, the black, black one. one sucks. Yeah, the black one's not very good. He's only good in Hirobi. Yeah, this one is at least better than the black one, so I'm happy that it isn't the worst one that they could have reprinted. Sure. Moving on. Moving on. First new one, we have Volrath the Shape Stealer. Yeah, so our boy Volrath got a new card. He used to be a mono black that you discard a, cre- a creature card to give him plus X plus X, where X is the discarded card's converted mana cost. Yes. And he was a 6-4. So he would, you, I mean, you discard a Draco and you make him a, give him plus t- 12, plus 12, and then you just kill somebody. Or plus 16, plus 16. Yeah. So he becomes like a 22 whatever, and you just kill somebody. Now cool one-trick pony. What is he now? Now he's a 7-5 for Saltai and 2. Did Saltai need more good commanders? S- yeah, but this is this is another one that is like, oh, do I want to be doing this in my Saltai deck? That's a little strange. I'll keep reading. Yeah. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a minus one, minus one counter on target bro, or up to one target bro. Yes. It's fine. One. Until end of your next turn, Volrath the Shape Stealer becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it, except it's a 7-5 and has this ability. So Volrath is natively a 7-5 that during your upkeep, or sorry, at the beginning of combat, you just make something smaller. You shrivel something, yeah. Is is the baseline for this guy just like counter.deck? Because it just says counters that that you can turn into copies. So if something had a charge counter on it, you can copy that thing. You can make Volrath a copy of that thing. Yeah. Right? Or a plus one counter on it. Or a divinity counter. or a. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you can make those um those thingies. The my- Myogen? Myogens. Is anybody playing those, though? No. Well, I play one of them. 
in Hirobi again? <laughs> yeah, because they only they only get a divinity counter on him if you cast him from your hand. Yeah, he wouldn't have a divinity counter on it, but he could be one of those Junko creatures if you really wanted him. You know what? I, I think that this card is Sultai on the nose where it's like, yeah, minus ones, that's like a black-green thing. Uh, yep. Like, look at Hapatra. Cloning or copying, that's in blue. That's also what Valrath does. And then, like, any counter-type shenanigans, I mean, you can do all that with those colors. Yeah. It's on the nose. It's fine, I guess. Do we like it as just like a, a Sultai good stuff commander where every turn you just get to like divvy out a minus one counter and you use yeah. it like to keep the board clear of like mana dorks and stuff? He's value. He's fine. I think he'd be a cool casual deck. I don't know. I'm going to put one in my Atraxa deck. He got seven power for five. Uh, he's a huge dude. Five mana. He's the huge dude that's the best thing on the table every time he attacks for five. And that's pretty good. Yeah, unless the best thing is like a bigger than seven power. Yeah. And then Volrath's power just stays seven. I guess. I don't know. This is a lot more on point with Volrath like being a shapeshifter in the story, so I do appreciate that. Excellent. Then we have uh, next creature, we have Tristani Celestia's voice. She populates, I super do not care. I super don't care. I both don't like Selesnia very much, and this is a reprint, and not very many things say populate, and there isn't a whole bunch of new populate cards that they printed. We'll talk about that some more tomorrow. Yes. Moving on. Next up, we have Talaran Sky Summoner, another one that I don't think I give a shit about. I don't know. What, was Talaran expensive? Did we need this reprint? No. Yeah, I think that you're right. He was in like M... 14, 15, 16, I don't know. Yeah, counter- M16 doesn't exist. <laughs> did they just like did they just like not print a corset that year because they didn't want a corset to be named M16? I've <laughs> I've never said the words M16 in a row and they're just like, yeah, we don't want our we don't want our set our product to be the name of a gun. So we're just we're just going to axe the corset for a couple of years. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? Maybe. Yeah, that's a and real thing. it would say M16 on every card. Oh, man. That is <laughs> terrible. All right. Another new guy. Another new guy. In Brando's colors, in Grohl, we got Tarngarth the First Mate. He is a 5-5 for Grohl and 2. Can't be blocked by more than one creature. And whenever an opponent attacks with one or more creatures, if he is tapped, you can have that opponent gain control of him until end of combat. He is attacking whoever that player is attacking. Okay, so let's break it down. Very base level, 5-5 five, five for 4. Good. Very gruel, right? Tongarth got an upgrade. It's the old Tongarth before he got mutated and turned all white. So he's like, brown Tongarth. <laughs> cool. Just like Valrath. Cool. You get a new cool reprint of a character that we kind of all know. Yeah, we get another character from Weatherlight. That's neat. Yep. The Weatherlight, I should say. Yeah, very cool. Can't be blocked by more than one creature. So he doesn't have Trample, which is kind of crappy, but he's you can't double block him to kill him. Yeah, you got to throw a big dude in his face to get rid of him. Yeah, and whenever anybody else attacks, they get him. He has to be tapped. Yeah, he well, so if you're attacking with him and then somebody else is attacking with him, he'll be tapped. Yeah, you probably don't put an ability or equipment on him to just tap him because you want to be attacking with him. Do do you like this card? You're a girl guy. Do you like him? Do you, you give him away and like the the theory is is you attack somebody for 5 and everybody else attacks that same person for 5 and by the time he gets back to you he's got he's done like 20 commander damage to, or 15 commander damage to somebody? I look at this card the same way I look at uh what's it called? Right of the Raging Storm? That thing that gives you the shitty ball lightning? Oh, yeah, the 5-1 with Trample and Haste every turn? Except that I like better because it can't attack you. Does Tongarth attack you? Yeah. 
if you give them to people who are attacking you. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. What if you gave them to somebody who is attacking you? Is there any benefit to doing that? I don't know. Maybe you want to be at 13 life so you can win the game with a that card that makes you win if you're 13. Yeah, but then he's not your commander because that oh, card yeah. is black. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. I don't know if I like this card, honestly. Like, I think as a commander, as a he's kind of one trick, and you know what he's going to do all the time. And it doesn't even work that good because, like, they could just like they just see it you're, you're people are attacking different players, and I don't think he does what you want him to do. You could put like an assault suit on him because then he can't be sacrificed. Like, what if I give him to you because you're attacking, and then you just sacrifice him to your Ashnod's altar? Yeah. Right? Like, Thanks for the mana. I, I don't know. Maybe natively if he said can't be sacrificed. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's pretty medium. I don't like him very much. I don't think we're going to see a lot of lists with him. No. See, I would say Tarngarth. We care about him about as much as you care about any 5-5 five, five for 4, hey? Yeah, that's that's real life. It's a 5-5 five, five for 4 that does not go away. He's, he's uh, Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next creature, we have a reprint of Squee Goblin Naboob. That's fine. He was a few bucks. Now he's not. Whatever. Uh, I don't remember what deck he's in. Why do we want that? I don't know. What does he do? He's a 1-1 one, one for 3. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may s- get Squee from your graveyard to your hand. So you can recast him. He's he's fine. He's whatever. I like the new one a little better. I know that he's not as... You, that you can cast from Exile? Yeah. I just I just like that one better. I don't know. Yeah, that one goes infinite with uh, Food Chain as well. I was going to draft Food Chain in our Vegas Rotisserie, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever yeah. Could I? No, Food Chain Exiles the card. I was going to say, I could just infinitely cast Hogak with Food Chain, but no, you got to... Yeah, and you can't pay mana to cast Hogak either. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, bro. I'm not a fan of this guy, but we'll go into it. We'll see what you think. I thought you'd like this one. I don't. Uh, Savine the Chronoclasm is Savine. A, he's a 2-2 two, two for... Is, he, is that Jess guy? That is Jess guy. Jess guy and 2. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to him and... When you cast your first instant or sorcery spell from your graveyard, each turn copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, so it makes all of your flashback cards better. It doubles all your flashback cards. Let me just say this. I, I think Savine sounds like a nickname we would give somebody. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm purposely pronouncing their name wrong. Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. Okay, so Savine the Chronoclasm, he doubles your flashback stuff. Or, so, or anything that you cast from your graveyard, if you can, like, cast it from there. Instant or sorcery. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's flashback, basically. Yeah. In theory. I don't I know. I suppose, yeah. What kind of a deck does he go in? A deck loaded up with flashback cards and that can recur Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, and, Snapcaster Mage is where I went and passed in flames. Yeah, con- conveniently enough, neither one of those cards have been reprinted in C19. Ooh, yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. We're going to hit a couple of those where it's like big money cards that maybe they could have snuck them in here, but they didn't. Yeah, and then you have like the crazy deck yeah, and d- different yeah. value thing. That's that's yeah. it, that's for tomorrow's show. Yeah. We'll Snapcaster, talk about some of that I stuff. totally understand. It's like one, $80, right? But one that I'm going to hit later, I think, I, I think Wizards missed the boat on a card. I do. Okay. Well, maybe they missed the boat on Past in Flames because it is a mythic. It is It does have a price tag. Right, maybe that could have been in this deck just yeah. to go in the Savine deck. Um, I thought you were going to be super high on this card because you prevent all damage that's dealt to him. You could just play Earthquake dot deck. Yeah, he's fine. You can play Earthquake dot deck with Snapcaster Mage. So you can Earthquake like a couple times, and when you Earthquake from your graveyard on the back of a Snappy, you just like your commander's always there, and you get double Earthquakes, which is cool. That's cool. That's a cool deck. It's just I don't know. It doesn't feel on rails, but it's. 
whatever. You know what I think? I'm totally Daniel, whatever about You know what I think we'll see? We'll see some cool lists come out where it's like, oh, yeah, if I did double that, that would be really cool. How do I cast it for my graveyard? You're going to find a few different build paths for that guy that isn't just like every Talran deck that you see or every um, Hirobi deck you see, right? You know, yeah. when you sit down with Hirobi, you kind of know what you're getting into. And this guy, you might see... Of course you'll see Snapcaster. Of course you'll see Past in Flames. Of course you'll see Earthquake. But you might see some cool stuff in that there kind be, of deck that you didn't yeah. think th- that it would be awesome to double, but then when you do, it's awesome. And yeah, maybe not Gideon will surprise us. Not Gideon? Well, because he looks a lot like Gideon to me. Oh, yeah. That's just me. All right, next up, new another new one. That is that the face card from the flashback deck? I think so. Okay, the next. I think this is also a face card. In- and that's too bad because that art is just... Awful. Uh, not my favorite art in the set, I'll say that. Rayami, First of the Fallen, is a 5-4 vampire for Saltai and 1. If a non-token creature would die, exile it with a blood counter instead, as long as an exiled creature card with a blood counter, or as long as there's a creature exiled and it's got flying or double strike hexproof, on and on and on and on and on. Rayami has that ability. Oh. I don't know. I'm another one where I'm just totally medium on it. <laughs> Do you like any of the commanders in this product? Like two. Okay. Well, that's lots. No, it's not. No, there's, it's not very There's many. 16 new ones. We didn't mention that. 16 new ones. I like two or three of them. Two or three of them yeah. is good, and if you yeah. build one new deck out of them, that's fine. Okay. As an enfranchised player. Yeah, and the rest, I'm, I'm not saying any of them are bad. They're just not exciting to me. Okay. Like, this is a card that it's such a build-around, and you... It, it just isn't exciting. And what do you get for the big build around? What do you get? A 5-4 flyer. A 5-4 right? There's four nothing in Saltai that you can play that gives a double strike. You have to exile somebody else's double striker. Right. You know what you could play instead of this? Zatalpa. And you don't have to do any work. Yeah. And you get a better creature. <laughs> you know what, though? Y- yes, I agree. If you think that you're going to win the game by attacking with Rayami, I think that this is an excellent leader for like a Saltai control deck where you can save a slot now on Leyline of the Void because your commander does that. You don't really care when stuff goes to the graveyard. You just care about creatures going to the graveyard, yeah. right? Because there's stuff that gets them back in mass or reanimation for cheap after they discard like their Shieldred, then they reanimate it on turn two, right? Yeah. This stops that. And it's a five power for four mana. So if you can control the board in like a Saltai deck, you're playing blue and black, so you can. You just swing for five off of a four mana creature, and you don't have to worry about graveyard shenanigans. I think she just goes in the ninety nine. That's really? ride putter. That's ride player. I'm excited for her as a as a control commander that is just incidentally going to get better. Flyers are going to die in commander because you are going to kill them. Yep. And she's just going to be a five four flyer. And tramplers will die and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I, like, I think that that's good. She'll be a good creature. She's a good creature. She's fine. She's a vampire. She puts blood counters on stuff. Is it? Do, do we care about any of that? No. I don't think that we do. I don't think we do that's either. That's fine. Okay, next up we have Pramacon Sky Rampart. It's a 1-5 flying defender. That's a wall. For Jeskai, when it comes to play, you choose left or right. Each player may only attack the nearest opponent in the direction chosen. So it's a wall in American colors that makes you choose between left and right. Thanks for the meme, you assholes. Do we need this? Is there any reason that they printed this card other than for the memes? 
Was anybody hurting super bad for a wall commander? Well, we already have one, but this one lets everybody play Vent Sentinel now. Like, uh, who cares? Like, it, I don't... All of the good walls that I can think of, really, that are, like, combo-y and kind of fun, are green or black. You know what? I don't think that this is your wall mander tribal. I think that this is super friends that don't get attacked from the player to whatever direction you don't want to get attacked from. So if I'm playing Primacon and you're playing like some kind of aggro deck, I just pick the direction that you're sitting in from me so you can't attack my Planeswalkers. You've got red Planeswalkers for removal. You've got blue Planeswalkers because they're good. and You have you white got, Planeswalkers because they're Elspeth. They're Elspeth and they're Gideon. Yeah. And they can just attack for you. Yeah. And what's the other guy? Teferi. Yeah. You've got it all. Yeah, I think that that's a fine deck. This this is there's a there's a card that does that effect already. I don't remember what it's called, but it does that and people are like, "Oh, we'll just play them both. I'll pick left and right and nobody can attack." Or you could just play a card that says like nobody can attack. Like Moat or Magus of the Moat. Yeah, yeah, I don't think very many people are playing Moat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't like cards that promote slower gameplay like not being able to attack some people say like oh well commander games aren't always won by chip in damage right they're won by comboing or big creatures or crater hoof or whatever uh i i don't know i think chip in damage is great and i try and get every point of damage regardless of whether i make an enemy at the table or not so when i see cards like this i i'm not a big fan yeah i don't I think it's a meme, and I don't think it was necessary, and I think <laughs> they wasted a spot on it. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. They they started designing this product years ago, and they knew about, like, United States' wall years ago. <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay, left or right, you could choose, like, who don't you want to attack, Mexicans or Canadians? <laughs> That's the thing, right? Oh, man. All right, let's just leave that one in the dust. Fuck that card, and we'll move on to Marissi Breaker of the Coil. You you said that differently than I said it in my head. You said Marissi. I say Marisi. Uh, <laughs> you said it funny. I don't know. I like how it's a made up it. word. So I'm <laughs> just gonna go with it. She is a five four cat warrior for Naya one. Your opponents can't cast spells during combat, and whenever a creature you control deals damage to a player, combat damage to a player rather, goad each creature that player controls. Goad. Goad is cool. I Goad like, is like hard to play against, hey? Goad is all of your creatures have to attack, or the goaded creatures have to attack, but they can't attack you if there are other targets. Yes. So one-on-one, it like doesn't do a whole ton. It doesn't do shit, but... But you can really just kill creatures with it if you're forcing creatures to attack into like unprofitable blocks for the attacker. And your opponents can't cast spells during combat. That's not... Irrelevant. That takes away the don't attack me or I'll rift you. Yeah, and it takes away like heroic intervention. It takes away path to exile after attackers are declared. So you have to like really announce, okay, I'm gonna move to combat any anything at like the end of my main phase, because as soon as you go to beginning of combat step, nobody can cast anything except you. Yep. That's interesting. It's a cool card. I like it. I like this one. This is one of the ones that I like. I like that one. I, uh, I, I, you know what? I just, I really think that you have to be very intentional with your language, right? You can't shortcut stuff yep. and just move to combat because people are going to want to do stuff and they're going to want to ask you or, or tell you don't attack or before you move to combat, I'll, I'll rift you or kill your guy. They'll yeah. still do that. Yeah, but they have to do it maybe 
maybe unprofitably because let's say you're not going to attack the rift guy you're going to attack the other guy rift guy doesn't know that so he's got to yeah burn it on you so it might force people into awkward plays it yeah it will and you just have to make sure that you're verbal about making them do that so you got to be careful with that card but it is cool and as well as it being cool uh i really like it because it's a cat Yes. It's a cat commander. Cat mander. That encompasses the other cats that are out and then adds a color. So instead of them having to print a cat every set so that the cat deck that they printed a couple of years ago stays sort of in commander, yep. they print this guy and now you can just play the cats that are red. And they exist. They do? They do. So you just like, you opened up a bunch. You do lose, um, you do lose Arabo, Arabo. Yeah. You do lose like the plus three eminence ability that he has. Does that matter? Is this the new Catmander? I think that this is good because it saves you from crackbacks, right? You can get your admittedly smaller cat in for some damage and then let the guy that you hit do the rest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I, and you I know like what? We've card. got another five power dude for four mana. That's like the, is that the third one? It's the third one. Yes, it is. And if you count um, Volrath having more power than mana cost, that's the fourth one. Yeah. And I think they're just banking on like having those three different colored mana symbols makes it, air quotes, hard. <laughs> makes it hard in the decks because the mana bases are not very strong mana bases. In real magic, though, that isn't an issue. Usually not. Yeah, yeah. I 100%... 100% Spent zero dollars and I built a five-color jank-ass mana base. <laughs> yeah. It is not hard. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Now, I think we will differ in opinion on this next one, Ryan. Oh, baby. I think we will. Well, you know what? That's okay. Crick, son of Yogmoth, is a 2-2 horror minion for Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, and four with lifelink for each black in a cost. You may pay two life rather than pay that mana, and whenever you cast a black spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on him. So many infinites. Exactly. So many combos. Does it all on the card for you. Oh, this Phyrexian mana is too broken. We're going to ban all the cards that are free to cast. Oh, by the so way, here's a bunch free. of cards that are free to cast because we're... What the fuck? So crazy. Like, wh- wh- why? The power level of this card is too high. Yes. Man. It just makes your deck cost free. Yep. There are a ton of cards that just have black in their mana cost that are, like, really good. Like Necropotence. <laughs> And Doomsday, Phyrexian Obliterator. Um, all of those cards are good. And yes. they all come out on turn fucking two. Sign in blood. Card. Yeah. yeah. Oh. How do we gain our life back? You swing with this guy. He's got lifelink. I was going to say you just do Dirtbag Max Crandell Blood Bond combo on turn <laughs> f- on turn whatever you want because you can just do it for life. Yeah, you can play Sanguine Bond and just... Is it, is it where you lose life, everybody else loses life too? Yeah. Just... I'm, that, well, that's I'm just going to kill you by playing spells for free. Sanguine Ooh. bond, uh, um, innocent blood, e- exquisite blood exquisite combo. Blood, there we go. Right, and you can start that now. You know how it's like, oh yeah, you have to gain life or lose life to start that combo. Just play a spell and you lose life, <laughs> and then you gain it. No, it's like, oh man, that's so goddamn good. Um, baseline, most powerful commandy in the deck. Absolutely. Yeah. This most is probably, combo potential. This is the most powerful card printed in this set. Not close. I think that you're probably right, and it goes so good with Villas Blood Arbiter. Whenever you lose life, draw cards. Yeah, it, oh, it's insane. Yeah, you this just, card is insane. He he might be. He does he get rid of um, Black Sidisi Tutor for Razaketh in your graveyard type Cedh deck? Is he the new commandy of that deck? Because you just like rip through your whole deck and draw cards. Maybe instead Why of re- re- reanimating Razaketh with Buried Alive and Reanimator, or whatever you. Uh, 
use buried alive to find your villas blood arbiter and just draw like your whole deck whenever you lose life by casting cards that you're drawing yeah wow hey jesus all right before so, we move on i'm yeah. excited for this card for a different reason again flavor gem from urza block and um cool character he was a sleeper agent and he invaded the Telerian academy blah 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 all cool stuff minion horror tribal you know how you know how gnarly some of the horror arts are on cards? That'd be a neat deck. Horrors. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. I'm okay. fine with that. Okay. Well, cool. All right. So now next up we have uh I bet you love this one. Is this is this fixed Animar? Fixed Amar. Fixed Amar? <laughs> In know. Kadena the Slinking Sorcerer. Now why do I love it, Ryan? Is it because it's not a snake? Because I love that it's not a snake. I thought you loved Nagas. <laughs> I'm going to throw you. If there was a window in this room, I'd throw you out of it. I would jump out of it. Excellent. Okay, good. As long as we're on the same <laughs> the same level. <laughs> Kadena is a Naga Wizard 3-3 three, three for Saltai in 1. The first face down creature you cast each turn costs 3 less to cast. Okay. So, fine. You get a free morph every turn. And whenever a face down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. This is the face of the morph deck. and Or one of them, I guess. Every time you get a... Face down creature, you draw a card. This just feels not, like... Not the first one, every one. The, yes, that is correct. Ooh, okay. I, I feel like this is the card that they're printing to say, hey, guys, you know, you, you're playing Animar and he's a little bit too overpowered and pricey, so we're going to give you this, and you can still play the morph deck and it'll be a little different, but play this instead. Now you get access to black morphs instead of red morphs? Yeah. Which is better, because there's good black... There, there's some. There's good red ones too, but there's good red... There's good black ones. Yes. So I I like this card. I think it's fine. I think it'll it's I don't think it's going to open up a super spicy amazing deck, but I think that the decks that it does champion are going to be really cool. Yeah, you know what I don't like there is um there is a finite number of salty colored morphers and yeah. you're going to kind of know what they all are like the den protector gets you card back from your graveyard or whatever. Um, Willbender, Echo Tracer, like the counter or bouncer. The, the Brine Elemental, I think, is another yeah. one. Yeah, like and that's all fine and good and, and stuff. You can get one per turn for free. So, like, Vidalcan Orrery is where, like, this is where we would have wanted that card. So you could yep. cast one every turn and draw a card every turn on it, right? Um, Leyline of Anticipation was just printed in Corset 2020, but it could have been there as well. But the price went from, like, $30 to five two or whatever which is fine that's good yeah you know what reprint i would have liked to see in this deck to go along with kadena is pretty expensive now cloudstone curio because you play your free morph and then you bounce a card that you already morphed back to your hand well you can play it again and then you can play it again face down next turn as a face down morph and then you can shell game with all your cards so that oh, you're not allowed to do that oh you can't do that no you're not allowed to do that that's against the rules why not? Um, when you put a face down card down, y- y- um, it's it's it, you don't number them, but it's like your opponent needs to know this was the first one I played, this is the second one, this is the third one, so they always know what the physical card object is. It's a stupid rule. Well, it prevents people from doing exactly what you just said, where it's like, oh, I'm going to turn my wheel bender back face down, and then mix it all up so you don't know which one it is. So when you go to block, you don't have that information. If I turn my Willbender back face down, you, the game rules say that 
you are allowed to know that that face down one is the one that is is the will bender. It takes all the fun out of morph. It takes the all the fun out of hundred <laughs> percent of the morph fun is gone. Let's all of it's burn gone. all of the morph cards. Yeah, they this, all suck. This card sucks now. Moving on. <laughs> I like Kadena. I might actually build that deck because cool. I have a ton of onslaught chaff that is just like face down this or face down pump that or turn something face down. That that would that all started in onslaught and that was like really the golden age of magic for me so i'm really excited for that one cool and it's not animar and i can play morphs so i don't get like dink stomp for playing animar <laughs> all right next up we have uh i don't know if either of us are pumped about this we have grismold the dread sower he's a 3-3 troll shaman for black green one trample at the beginning of your end step each player creates a 1-1 green plant token and whenever a creature token dies for plus one plus one counter on grismold the dread sower why aren't they zero one plant tokens like everything else that creates plant tokens? I don't know. Why are you giving your opponents attackers? Why are you giving opponents blockers for this thing? I don't care about this card at all. I think secretly all the plants you give them are gonna die because you're gonna you're gonna make that happen. A la pestilence or like the curse that gives all creatures minus one or whatever. Night of Souls betrayal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that Grismold is gonna get very big and you're just gonna fucking kill somebody that's kind of cool he's a 3-3 trampler for three he's gonna come down and start giving stuff out and he's just gonna stomp all over everybody's dinks that's the deck moving on <laughs> i think that it's a cool deck it's 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 very um skullbriar ish yeah if you like skullbriar you'll probably like grismald mold mold whatever Ooh. If they like Skullbriar, would they like Greven Predator Captain? Most likely they'll like that as well. Greven Predator Captain is a human warrior 554 red black 3 has menace. Which one is menace? I always get menace and intimidate mixed up. Menace is the blocking sorry is the has to be blocked by two or more creatures. Excellent. And Greven Predator Captain Predator Captain gets plus x plus o where x is the amount of life you've lost this turn and Whenever he attacks, you can sacrifice another creature if you do draw cards equal to that creature's power, and you lose life equal to that creature's toughness. Hello, Ball Lightning, or Bald Lightning. Yeah, very much so. So he draws you a ton of cards in red-black. You lose life, so that's like very black of the card draw. And he's got Hatred right on him. And he was on the original printing of Hatred, which is like really expensive now. Not because of this. It's gone up because it's a... reserved list card that blows people out five five menace for five that you just like kill all your life down to nothing and just again you're just gonna kill somebody with him yeah that is a cool card it's a neat card that is a cool card and you are gonna draw a ton of cards and you're gonna recur stuff and you are gonna this seems like a very brando card do you do you want to build this i think that you should build this this is one of the ones i am i do like i do like this card and i probably will end up building him and you like ball lightning I like playing ball lightning and ball lightning effects. There's there's lots for me to like about this card. We talked about uh, the storm. The, the right of the raging storm? Right the of the five raging, one? Yeah, the 5-1 guy. Just put him in here. Swing with him. He's done his work. Get rid of him. Turn him into five cards. It's awesome. Uh, well, Greven's ability triggers when he attacks. So as soon as oh, you declare yeah. him as an attacker, like your That's other funny. things that you declare as an attacker, like if one of them is a ball lightning, you just have to sack it. I'd rather have six cards anyway. You'd rather have six cards and you're going to get your six damage that your ball lightning was going to do? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm telling you. He's a very good card. That is a cool card. People, build that. San Brando your list at CCO Brando on Twitter. Thank you. Next up, I think this is the last of the face cards. Yes. Maybe? Mm. Sure. Now, we were talking about how I think cards are 
super medium in this set? Yes. This one is as medium as they get. Naya 2 for a 2-5 named Jared Conclave Exile. Whenever he enters the battlefield, you get a 4-4 green rhino with trample. Whenever he attacks, you populate the token enters tapped and attacking. Play him with Godsire. Populate. Oh, yeah. Is Godsire legendary? No. Oh. And then it's just make creature tokens and attack with them. It's a fucking Naya card. It's every other Naya card. It goes in every Naya deck. Thanks for coming out. Populate is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, Populate is just not my favorite. It's not exciting at all. You're putting the token into play tapped and attacking, so... It's fine. That is is not nothing. He on his own gets another 4-4 Rhino with Trample that attacks. It's whatever. Like It's not that they're bad. They're just super unexciting. They're uninspiring, and they don't... All the decks do the exact same thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what else... It's there, a Celestia deck are, with red in it. Like, who cares? There are people that are excited about this, but ultimately it is a Celestia deck that has red in it, so you could, like... I guess it's the same thing as, like, the Morph Commander. Instead of red, you get black. This one is, instead of nothing, you get red this time. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. It's whatever. There's people out there that are going to be excited about it. It's just not us, I guess. Yeah, not meant for us. Next up, we have a reprint of Geth, Lord of the Vault. We talked about him earlier because he was a whole bunch of money. Now yeah, we is. we didn't mention that it was Geth, but he yeah. was like, yeah, ten bucks because he was only in New Phyrexia or whatever. That was the only printing of him, and he was a mythic. And now he's less money, and he's a zombie. So I'm gonna try and get him for one of my decks. Yeah, nobody nobody was yeah. calling home about like their Geth deck. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. still not going to be now that he's not ten bucks. He was only ten bucks because he hasn't been printed in like ten years. Yeah, he's right? he's a fine card. He gets you artifacts or creatures from opponents' graveyards into play. It's cool. Uh, yeah, and he has Intimidate. Yeah. <laughs> so he can only be blocked by black and artifact creatures. There we go. Yeah. Next up, we have another flavor win, I think, for you. Yeah, very much so. In Gerard Weatherlight Hero, he is a human soldier, 3-3 three, three for white, red, 2. First strike. Whenever he dies, you exile it, and you return to play all artifacts and creatures that were put into your graveyard from play this turn. Yeah, there's there's infinite combos with him if you can get him out of your graveyard at instant instant speed before you exile him as part of his own effect so he's a combo guy he's a flavor win he's got like complementary art to grevin because grevin was predator captain he's weatherlight hero he was the captain for a for a brief second in history i think is the if you look in the little wings behind him there yeah is that the face of the weatherlight crew or the faces of all the weatherlight crew i haven't looked at it that close but it is the silhouette of the weatherlight from like the top and Grevin behind him is the silhouette of the Predator ship from the top or whatever. I dig that. So that is that is super cool. One's red, white, one's red, black. So they're even opposite there. This guy's going straight into Bryon Stoutarm because ultimately I just, whatever, if my guys get Wrathed or whatever, I can just fling Gerard, exile him, and get all my stuff back that got Wrathed. So I can do some work. Even if I cast the Wrath of God, right, I can just do some work and... Get all my guys back. He's good. He's yeah. fine. He's I like card. that, and and it, it is a combo thing, and it, it does give you some card advantage in Boros that isn't drawing cards. Yeah, because so, they, they don't want to give Boros drawing cards. They just don't yeah, do White that. just doesn't draw cards, man. And you know what? If if I if I wanted to cast the cards in the first place, and they ended up dying, and then I get all of them back, that's fine. That's awesome. That's yeah. fine. I imagine getting a Sun Titan back with that, and then you just get another thing back with your Sun Titan. That's pretty good. That's good. I like that. All right, we got uh, another reprint, Felden of the Third Path. I don't know, he's fine, he's good, he's an artifact guy, didn't really need the reprint, but here he is. You know, 
you can get an artifact token copy of something back and then you can populate. That's what you can do with red populate. So you can get like, get your worm coil engine back or get your world spine worm back as an artifact token and then populate it. That's actually good. That's pretty cool. That's that's good, but... Then we have Emra Tandis... Tandris? Emara Tandris. Prevent yeah. all damage that we dealt to creature tokens you control. Don't care. Let's keep going on. To Aisha of the Infinite? Aisha? Aisha? Isha? 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 I, I don't know. Isha of the look, Infinite. There you don't go. look like an Aisha to me. Nah, whatever. She's a uh, Dijin Monk 3-3 for Jeskai and 2. She has Prowess. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast the top card of your library if it's a non-creature, non-land card, and you may cast it as though it had flash. Huh. Uh, they okay. just love letting you play the top card of your library now, don't they? They just love giving Jeskai, Spellslinger, I'm smarter than you, blue player, access to blue, access to red and white. Hey, like, I'm just going to go infinite on five mana commander instead of six mana Narset now. Yeah. Because it makes any difference when you're playing every... $200 mana rock. I don't like this one because it's instantly just like um like the Canada Goose card. What's his name from Corset 2020? Canada Goose guy. I don't know what his name the is. The one that when you cast a spell you get a spirit. Uh, a spirit that you can sack for mana all on the card. It just makes you go infinite. Yeah, it just it does it all on the card. You know, I'm I'm not really complaining about it because I mean the design space is cool. We have a we have a Bolus's Citadel now that we can cast from our command zone. And I play a Storm CEDH deck and I play an Animar deck like I don't know. I that that one is cool. Sensei's divining top and like Ethereum sculptor just make you go infinite because you can draw the top and play it and draw it and play it and draw it and play it. You'll notice that there isn't a top in that deck either. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. that would have been a good one yeah, for there, right? Reprinted top. It, top is banned in Legacy, right? And it's banned in Modern. And is it expensive because EDH and Vintage? Yes. Is it expensive? It's not inexpensive. But it's a reprint that we could have put in here. Yeah, for sure. If Cloudstone Curio goes in the morph deck, this one could have, like, uh, top could have went in this deck. That would have been a good idea. Yeah, that yeah. would have been pretty pretty sweet. So she's, whatever. She's, I like it. That yeah. that's I would build that. Next up, we're into the home stretch. We have Chainer Nightmare Adept. He is a 3-2 human minion for Black Red 2. Discard a card. You may cast a creature card from your graveyard this turn. Activate this ability only once each turn. And whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if you didn't cast it from your hand, it gains haste. Ooh. So let's look at the second thing first. Whenever anything enters the battlefield from not your hand, it gains haste. Yes. So if you don't use Chainer to cast something from your graveyard, if you just reanimate it, haste. Yeah. That's cool. That's, That's pretty good. Neat. That's a That's neat card, good. yeah. It's like discard whatever or just have it in my graveyard and then just freaking get it now and attack with it. Yeah. That's good. It's a cool card. And I like that it's discard a card to cast a creature from your graveyard, not discard a creature. Yeah, like you could discard a creature and then play it and then give it yeah, haste. Or you, you could, could discard the creature yeah. that you want to play. Or you could discard something else and play the creature that you played last turn, swung in with it and it got killed in a co- with a combat trick. Yeah, you could just like have you know, turn 10 and you get, you get four drop commander that you've played for the 15th time and you uh, you just discard the land that you top decked and just cast your your creature that you wanted back. That's kind of, I like that guy. Yeah. Throw back to Chainer and it reanimates like old Chainer. It's cool. Do you, do we care that it like, you discard a card but you still have to cast the creature for its mana cost? It's like, it's too bad it's not reduced by two or you can cast it for free but you can only do it once per turn. I don't know. 
Does that, does that matter that we have to cast it from I'm our graveyard? With, I'm fine with casting it. It stops all that shenanigans where it's like, oh, I'll chuck a land and just play my Shieldred again. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you can only activate it only once per turn, so you can't, like, discard a card, get a creature, discard a card, get a creature. That probably prevents some pretty crazy shenanigans. Yes. You can only do it once per turn, people. It's it's fine. I like that one. I think he's a good one. That goes in... You know what? That goes in my Rack Daddy deck. Yes, it does. For sure, because top deck, when I have an Eldrazi out, and I have an Eldrazi in my graveyard, maybe, and I top deck a land, it's like, oh, just discard the land, get the Eldrazi back for zero mana when I do 20 damage to you this turn. That's, when you do that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, when you do Rakdos stuff, it does Rakdos stuff for you back. Yes. He's very good. Okay, last two. One I have something to say about, and one you are excited about. Yeah, that's a good way to end on it. I like yeah. that. All right, so let's let's go me first because we'll keep going in order. It's Atla Palani Nest Tender. Atla Palani. That's, that's kind of weird. That's cool, eh? Naya and one for a 2-3 that says... Two generic mana and tap, create a 0-1 green egg creature token with Defender. Whenever an egg you control dies, reveal cards from the top of your library until you hit a creature, that creature goes into play. The rest of the cards go on the bottom in a random order. So we have a new dinosaur commander. Yeah. Is it good? Are you happy to hit, like, any of the 20 dinosaurs in your deck? Are you happy to do that? I think so. I think this is a cool card. I think it goes into a deck that I played in Grimlock, Mm -hmm. right? Or you could, like... If since Grimlock isn't playable at official things, I can play her instead. Yeah, I just don't like how on the nose it is. Because again, it doesn't it doesn't progress the Naya game plan. It just does is, Naya stuff. It's the Naya game plan. Some Here's people are are comparing this to Myel of the Enema yeah, because you reveal the top five and you get a card with five or more power for free with with Enema, yep. right? Yeah, or Myel, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and this kind of does that too, except you could hit like a mana dork, but you can reveal down until you hit a creature. So it's kind of like polymorph. So you could just stack your deck with like, you know, something really crazy big. Yeah, like you could have a, well, you could just fill your deck up with huge dudes and then just play them for two instead of for 10. That is not ter- terrible. That's where your Zapalta from earlier in the episode comes in. Uh, yeah, I think they're in the same deck. Yep. Do you, do you run any egg? creatures there are three or four or whatever that have the creature type egg and when they die you get like a whatever because your egg hatches you get a creature from your hand or a creature from your graveyard or yeah whatever. or it just turns into like a, a creature token like rook egg or dragon egg or whatever hatches into like a 2-2 dragon token or something there's cards that do that i'm sure some people will i probably wouldn't it's designed for the dinosaur deck yeah there's dinosaur eggs right on it yeah this is designed to go directly into the naya dinosaur deck that you already play I think that's fine. It gets it gives you another toy. It gives you a two mana dinosaur instead of a nine mana dinosaur. But it could give you a two mana dinosaur. Yeah, or it could give you a two mana one mana creature or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, that's fine. And you know what? Being on the nose for Naya is yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Being on the nose for the dinosaur deck is something that I think Wizards has like a little bit latched onto. You think of like I just wish that they had a I don't know given a little like with the cat guy. Mm-hmm. They gave us a little something, right? They yeah. gave you red. They didn't really give you anything. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, th- this is the point that I was going to make. When you, Lorwyn block was supposed to be like that fairy tale block, compare that to Innistrad being like the classic horror theme. The which, Ravenloft block? Yeah. Which one is on the nose? The, the, the Innistrad one. Yeah. Which one did you like better? The Innistrad, Innistrad one, one, right? Yeah. So when it's on the nose, people 
I think they identify that a, a, or they can relate to that a little bit stronger. It's like their next fairy tale block, Throne of Eldraine, right on the nose fairy tale. It's, and everybody's excited and about it. People are like rock a, hard, right? There's a savage gingerbread man in it. Everybody's pumped. Yeah. So 13 year old Brando sees a new dinosaur card and he says, "Hell yeah, Yay! yeah." Right. Now he, here's my here's my complaint. Okay. I, I teased this earlier. Here's the reprint that Wizards could have made, and they didn't, and they should have. Scroll rack in this deck. 100%. Oh dang, that's a sixty dollar card. Though, it's a right? sixty dollar card that would not be a sixty dollar card because they reprinted it in this deck. You know what would be awesome is uh, Scroll Rack in this deck, Snapcaster in the um, the Jeskai deck. Um, Cloudstone Curio in the Morph deck. Or Vidalcan Ori, or both. Yeah. Because, I mean, you combine those two cards value together, you get one Snapcaster Mage, or you get one Scroll Rack. Like there's, there's space where they could have put in a cool, necessary reprint that we could have had, and they didn't. Yeah. And it's like, Fuck. You know what, though? I mean, you talk about the price, and it just is going to drive the price up, and then then we'd be complaining about what they cost, right? To to buy any one deck, or we'd be complaining about the the cost of buying all four of them, because then it'd be like, fuck, $900. It's almost like the burning down of the MSRP was a bad idea and prevented them from putting big money reprints into their products. Well, the MSRP is only a suggestion anyways, right? So if they did have all of those expensive cards we just mentioned and they did have a $45 MSRP like they had last year, you'd still have to buy them for 70 or 80 And the big boxes would sell them for 40 uh, Scroll Rock would have been awesome. You're yes, right. It would have been very good. Last card. Last card. Last card is, how do you say it? Anya? Anya? It's, An- it's Germanic, so it's like a soft J? Sure. Anya Falconrath is a 1-3 vampire for red, black, one with haste. Has tap, discard a card, draw a card, and whenever you discard a card, if it has madness, you untap her. Bro. Okay. I thought you were going to be way more excited about this card than you are. Nah. She's got so much haste, she got speed lines. <laughs> she got speed lines, dude. <laughs> she got such speed lines that her face has got a speed line. That is pretty sweet. Do you like it now? I like the speed lines. I'm, I'm not as big of a fan of the card as you are, but that's why I'm throwing it back to you again. Yeah, you know what? She is a 1-3 three for 3 with haste. Okay, okay. She's got haste, so you can tap her, discard a card, and draw a card the turn you cast her. And you can just do that for as many times as you have madness cards in your hand. If you just run a density of them, like you're switching from a 100-card deck to a 60-card deck if you run 40 Madness cards. If you don't care about any of the Madness cards, you just want to rip through your deck to find what you want. So does this card become just like a combo engine? 100% That it does. wins with... Uh, in, there was a... What the hell is that deck in Modern? That played all of the garbage Cascade stuff? Yeah. And cycling stuff so that you could just living death your whole graveyard and all those junky creatures back and win that way? You could. So you go down to like a 60-card deck because... You just run all the madness shit that you don't care about. And stuff like stuff like Call of the Netherworld, when you discard it, you can pay it for its madness cost of zero and get a creature back from your hand that gets madness. So you've like got an extra madness card there. You've got like 10 black tutors. So you're moving from 60 cards down to 50 cards. It's really like you're just tutoring for what your win condition is going to be. You've got street rate that you cycle for two life. So you're going down to 49 card deck. Like, man, this is good. This is a good deck. And you've got the discard a land to, like, do damage to stuff now. 
man, this is that's a combo deck waiting to happen because you're yeah. playing f- 50 cards that you care about essentially with tutor redundancies in black. And you know what? You could even play gamble because you don't care necessarily if you're like discarding the card that you gamble for because you probably can get it back. Yeah, that's, that's a cool deck. It's kind of neat. That's a cool deck. I, I'm not super high on building really broken stuff right now, but if I was, this that's another. That's another like with fast mana, you could play Angie, Anya, whatever her name is, on turn one or two, and try and go off on turn two or three. That's as fast as Grenzo Dungeon Warden. That's as fast as any deck out there. That's as fast as fast can be, really. Really, that's as fast as fast can be. Unless you're playing like Transmute Artifact or the one that makes infinite mana off of Grim Monolith. Power Artifact. Power Artifact. Transmute Artifact to Power Artifact to your Grim Monolith that you just found, yeah. Yes. That's fast as fast can be, man. Anya's cool. So there we have it. That's that's the whole thing. That's the whole shebang. Give us Give us a couple pluses and a couple minuses on your own... How you feel about the commandies. How I feel about the commandies. I think that there's a couple in here that I may not be super excited to build since Greven. I'm happy to see the new cat. I'm excited for the new dinosaur person. Past that, I'm, I like the power level of them all. I like that they're adding things to existing decks. But I don't think it's going to really inspire me to build a bunch of new stuff. Okay. That's just me. I'm, I'm, I think all these cards are really cool, and I'm going to be really happy to have them, but... You know what? That's I, where it kind of ends for me. I actually 100% agree with everything that you said. Ooh. I like, which is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, F you, Evan. Evan's going to Evan's be yelling at his phone. Hey, you know, you guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like the range and power level. There's some really powerful ones and some that are stinkers, but you, you do have to have the stinkers out there to yeah. just to build bad decks with, right? And maybe somebody really wants to build Tarngarth. Who knows? I mean, that's their thing. Yeah. I love that Red is getting weird ways to gain card advantage, a la Anya, Chainer, and Gerard. I love the throwbacks to Gerard and Greven and Tongarth. I like the the little gems in the art, like with Gerard and Greven. I like all that. That's very cool. There's lots There's lots to like here. Yeah, certainly. I, is it better than last year, so far? Oh, I think so. I think so, too. Uh, you know what? I was oddly excited for last year's product. More so than I am this year's product, even though I know that this year's product is better. Huh. That's so weird, hey? It's like maybe the maybe the Commander product kind of wore itself out with me. And last year was like the final nail in the coffin where it was just like, oh, it's a bad product this year and I'm not as excited about it. Yeah, they better they better really pick up their socks this year. And, and they kind of did. I, they kind of did. And <laughs> I guess I'm getting excited about it again because we're going to have these decks and these cards very soon. We're going to get them in Vegas, right? Yeah. And and anything that we don't pick up in Vegas, we'll either get locally or through face-to-facegames.com, Canada's biggest magic store. There you go. Got there. We, uh, we very much do appreciate our relationship with them because it allows us to get some product like this. I don't know. I think that's you, – you summed it up good. I, I like that. Thanks. So, and, and then you did our shout-out to face-to-face at the end of the show. Hey! I think all that remains I'm going to grow my hair really long. You're going to, like... Tuck mine up into my hat. Yeah, and start wearing, like, trucker hats. Yep. And it's going to be, um, what do we say? Brian and Rando from DDO Podcast? That's right. <laughs> we hate those guys. <laughs> That's the worst. So I guess all that really remains left is to thank you all for being here, say we'll see you soon, and join us again tomorrow when we do the best of the rest on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs> <laughs>